The following episode makes reference to mental health issues and uses words such as psycho and crazy throughout. And such terms are not meant to be offensive or derogatory. Los compas are not psychologists or mental health professionals. This podcast is presented purely as entertainment. Welcome to Los Compas Lounge, a PSA for brown men. We are your hosts. I am Raul. This is Javier. And this is Ruben. And this is Los Compas Lounge, a podcast by three Chicanos from East L.A. talking about issues that matter to you. We're here to inspire positive change. So have a seat, compa. We have one ready for you here at the lounge. So we decided that it'd be in your best interest if we put you somewhere where you can get the help that you need. And I go, wait, what are you talking about? We decided my best interest. How do you know what my best interest is? How can you say what my best interest is? Well, I went to your schools. I went to your churches. I went to your learning institutional learning facilities. So how can you say I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. Institutionalized. Everybody's crazy. You're the one that's crazy. Institutionalized. You're driving me crazy. Institutionalized. They stick me in an institution that it was the only solution to protect me from my worst enemy, myself. Yeah. That's a great cyclone rolla. <laughs> there you go. Now you got warmed up, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, it's because. It's like, you know, a lot of times people, they just keep doing the same thing over and over and they just expecting different results. You know, it's like, it's, you just go through a cycle, you know, and it's like, okay, here we go again. You do it and maybe things will be different and no, they end up the same results. It's cycle. And then you, you end up blaming somebody else. Like, oh, look at me. I did everything you told me to do or, or you know, I tried to walk a, a straight line. And then, and then I fell off. And well, fuck, then why, what's the point in trying? Right? And, and then you do like, it again. You know, you know it's like this, this psycho cycle, man. You know, like, you know, it's like a psychopath. You're, you're doing what everyone tells you to do because that's the way it has to be done. You're doing things the way the society tells you to do because that's the only way to fit in. That's the only way to be. But you know what? What if it doesn't fit you? You know, what if what you keep on doing isn't showing the results that everyone else is saying is going to happen? And it starts messing with you. It starts messing with your mind. It starts messing with your body. It starts messing with your friendships. It starts messing with your family. It starts messing with your money. You know, where are you at? You know, you're, you're, the people around you are making you insane. Because it's not working for you. Or or rather, you know, that's de definitely one way to look at it. But I also look at it as at some point, you're responsible for your own actions and your own behaviors. You know, at some point, you have to learn that, right? You have to take that leap. You have to grow and be able to uh, 
take control of your life. I totally understand that maybe you didn't have the tools and the developmental support growing up. Maybe you were in an abusive family, abusive relationships, or whatever the situation is. I totally get it. I mean, I know plenty of people. Well, I'm not going to say plenty of people. They're going to say, well, it's, you're a psycho too. Well, I know people in my experience where, yes, they came from abusive uh, families, and maybe they dropped out in junior high or whatever it is, and they didn't have those tools and support networks at all. And you talk to them now, and they're stuck in junior high, man. Their mentality is totally stuck in junior high. And you just kind of say, hi, you know, how you doing? And, and you just move on. But at some point, that person, if they're able to wake up from where they're at and realize that, hey, I need to do something today to grow and improve myself or to break that cycle, cyclical behavioral situation we're talking about here, you know, that's the first step, man. Because if you're too far gone, then you're basically clinically insane, right? You know, that's what we're talking about um, uh, in terms of doing the same thing, expecting different results. That's the definition of, of, of insanity. But then we have folks that that we all grew up with um, they're at that border where they're using it as a crutch or an excuse to say oh uh, you know well I, I, I do all these great things and I'm still a failure and poor me poor me you know and 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 blame everybody but exactly themselves. and that's what I'm talking about I think this podcast episode is really about that it's like Get your head out of your behind. Give yourself a good slap in the face. Take a shot of some coffee or some grown-up pills or something and wake up. You know, you have to wake up, man. You know, and that's that's really what, what I think we're talking about today. Yeah, and sometimes you have to consciously make a, you have to make a conscious decision to change, to do things different. Let's say you put on your left shoe always first, put on your right shoe. You know, just to start with small things, just because it's like sometimes you just like there's people. I mean, and I've been, I've been, um, I mean, guilty of being in cycle cycles myself. You know, it's like um, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You know, and it and it's like until you make a conscious decision, say, you know what, this isn't working. You know, it's like I need to do something different, and then make a conscious decision to start doing things differently you know but but to credit to the people who are stuck in that like one thing I I think about is abusive relationships for example I totally get it you know I totally understand it Um, I wish it upon nobody but you hear the stories uh, growing up in in high school and then in college of, of peers and and then relatives in some cases where oh well if he doesn't hit me he doesn't love me and that's like bullshit, right? You know, now we're grown men and we're realizing that um, it's abusive relationship. That's the definition of abusive relationship. And some women and, and men in some cases, but women for the most part, you know, are, 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 are sisters out there. Um, I, I get it. They, they are, they gone psychologically, they got torn down so much or that's what they saw as a model growing up with perhaps their mom being in a crazy uh, abusive relationship and their friends are in an abusive relationship or perhaps they don't have the best friends 
or circle of friends that that would offer us support but that's part of this conversation or part or that's part of of the cycle cycle that we're talking about where the example would be an abusive relationship like i can't get out i don't want i do want to get out but i don't want to get out because he said he loves me right and then he beats the shit out of me but he loves me he's the only person who believes in me so it's i'm not saying it's the women's fault i'm certainly it's not and it's going to take a whole lot of help and support to get her out of that uh, emotionally and she needs to figure out uh, you know professional help or friends or whatever it is to get out but it's the the guy's fault you know essentially right he's the one who psychologically brainwashed her and put this whole power relationship into play and then plays upon her own uh, lack of self-esteem and self-worth and then he goes and essentially a coward right he beats her and yeah and, and, and that sucks you know, was, and, and, and i was gonna say like you know it goes uh, both back, ways um and be, even before this whole uh, discussion of uh, abusive relationships uh Raul, you, you mentioned uh it begins with the individual you know and how does that begin and for me that process begins with coming to terms and coming to an understanding of uh knowing where you're at you know uh and then trying to figure out the history of why you're at where you're at uh and a lot of times it many times it goes back to your childhood you know uh it goes back to maybe specific moments when you were a child whether it was a specific incident or incidents between you and your parents, between you and other adults, between you and other kids at the time. And those emotional scars leave psychological barriers that that are hard to to grapple with, let alone hard and on top of that are really hard to to come to terms with and then try to move forward, you know. I Fortunately, I don't have such deep scars in that manner uh, as uh, as an abusive relationship or being the abuser. Uh, but I do know folks who are in those relationships and have been in those relationships. And that requires like really serious, uh, you know, medical help, you know, so, you know, going to your your professionals and that's obviously something that we're not we're not uh, the three of us here are not but we are giving our three cents in and we're giving our our uh, live perspectives on yeah, this exactly you know and and like i said i mean it, it first comes you know for me it's like first becoming aware of it acknowledging it understanding that this is no longer helping me it's actually you know holding me back and then on another layer it's like how is this affecting the people around me you know and Allah having being in an abusive relationship whether you're the abused or the abuser and for me it's almost like it's both you are the abused and you are the abuser because I'm not saying you're letting it happen because when it's a deep psychological wound and scar you, you know, as a person are letting it happen. It's that scar, that pain, that fear that's holding you deep in that relationship or uh, whatever type of relationships. And 
you know, like 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 you guys were talking about this. If you grow up in that type of environment, that's your normative. You mm-hmm. know, that's 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 how Normal. you show love. You know, that's that's how you give love. You know, um, and even though as you're growing up, you see other models of a loving family or a loving relationship. Intellectually, logically, you know that's 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 probably a better type of relationship, but for you emotionally and psychologically you're not used to that you know you're used to being like like we were talking about earlier in this cycle cycle you know and that this is all i know or or work or better yet this is all i i'm comfortable with even though it's That's your painful. comfort zone yeah because it's a lot more it's a lot more comfortable to be in a in a in a situation in life that you know what the outcome is going to be than actually stepping outside of there because stepping outside of that it's not just stepping outside of your comfort zone it's it's stepping outside of yourself it's and you're going into the unknown and the unknown is always the scariest thing for anyone no matter what people tell you you know, stepping out of that, you know, stepping out of yourself is the scariest thing because if you step out of that position where you're at, that's where the hard work begins. And the hard work begin and the hard work for me is trying to figure out who you are. And when you start to figure out who you are, your your worldview begins to crumble. And your worldview basically being everything that you thought was real begins to crumble. You know, it's like being in an abusive relationship, I'm stepping out of it, but wait. I, all I knew was being in an abusive relationship and being hit, you know, and being yelled at. And even though I didn't like it, at least I was comfortable with it. But now I'm out here and I don't know what to, I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know what it is. I'm scared. I'm going to run back into that abusive relationship or into that psycho cycle that we were talking about. Yeah. I, I used to have a, a a friend that it was back in high school and she, um, she she was with this guy that was, you know, a dick to her, you know, and um, she she confided in me. She was like a a good friend. We we were we were just friends, you know. And then after she broke up with him, I I set her up with a with another friend of mine. I set her up with a friend of mine, and he was like super nice to her. Like really, he was a like a real nice guy, and she just totally started like treating him like shit, you know, like just like totally like like being a total bitch with him. And I told her, Hey man, like, why, why are you, you know, it's like introduced to a friend of mine and tells me that, you know, you make dates and then like you, you know, don't even keep them and, and everything, you know, she's all like, no, I don't know. He's too nice. He's too nice. And I was like, he's too nice, you know? And <laughs> then, then my, my friend just decided to um, just break it off, you know? But what happened was that we had already concert tickets. Um, we and and my friend, the girl, the, the, she's the one that was going to be driving because she's the only one that had a car. And so when the concert date came, so it was four of us. It was my guy friend, my girlfriend, and another not not girlfriend as in girlfriend, my female friend, and then a, a date that I was taking. So it was the four of us going. And then we decided to go to the concert since we had already bought the the concert tickets. And then after that, um, she's like, oh could you, we, we stopped to get some beers or something. It, it was a, it was post high school. It was a little bit after high school. And then after that, he's like, could you give me a while? Whatever. And then he was being like 
he was just because they were already broken up and he still had like bitter feelings towards her or or like he was still mad and so he was being a dick to her you know about whatever just get whatever beer you get whatever you want you know like i'm gonna get what i want you get whatever and then when he went she's like oh he's been so mean to me i'm falling in love with them again oh like, she said that that's psycho yeah, oh. she told me that when we were alone. When we were alone, because yeah, yeah. he was being a dick to her. Like she's, how oh, could you go? Well, I don't know. Whatever you want, what you <laughs> do, whatever you know. Like he was being like, like a total dick to her, you know. And then I said, oh, he's being so mean to me. I think I'm falling in love with them again. Oh wow! Like that's, that's insane. A crazy, that's a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. And, and and what makes it even scarier is, you know, a. Uh, you're seeing it happen in, in front of you. Uh-huh. And as a friend, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, it's like, you don't, how do you deal with this? You don't know how to deal with this. So even though, like, like I said, like, you know, you personally know that this is maybe not the right way to, to do, you know, to be, yeah. but you're a friend and you're like, well, you know, I don't want to be a dick and say, well, you know, this isn't the way it is, uh-huh. you know? And like, where, and where, where does that put us as friends? You know, it's just like, we want to be real and honest with our friends, but at the same time, you know, uh, we don't want to necessarily ruin the moment or 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 hurt the relationship that we have with our friends that are the abusers or the abusees, you know. And um, you know, and as as younger as younger, you know, as adult, you know, as young adult men, you know, maybe we didn't know how to deal with that, you know, but. Do you think you would you would deal with it a little differently? Well, uh, you know, later. Well, you know, eventually, because afterwards, um, she because that girl, she was in, you know, she was just an abusive. Re- I mean, she would meet nice guys and she would treat them like shit, and then if she'd meet a, a, a somebody that would treat her like shit, she she would keep going back, you know, and then later on, I mean when I got to talk to her like in a more serious note, she said when she was growing up, her, her parents were always fighting, you know? So I think that what felt normal for her was be fighting, constantly fighting, you know, just, just like when you're fighting with each other, I guess that's when she, Oh, this is the way um, a husband and wife are supposed to be because growing up, that's what she saw always her parents fighting. You know I mean? That's like we said, we're not, psychiatrist or anything like that but just from my own observations that's that's the conclusion that i made that that's the reason why when he started being like mean to her she started falling in love with him again you know and now a brown and proud psa life's too short to worry about trying to please others or remaining in a miserable situation or relationship just because that's all you know Discover your awesomeness and get the courage to break the cycle cycle. We'd be honored to have you as a compa. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening app. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be um, something as as intense as being in an abusive relationship. I mean, it could also be like for myself in my early twenties. I mean, even though I was, I was fairly okay with my money habits, you know, I would, I had a habit of just constantly getting as many credit cards as I could, you know, and, and I wouldn't max them out, excuse me. I wouldn't max them out, but just knowing that I, 
you know, that I had all these credit cards, I felt like I was all chingon and everything. Yeah, I'm so badass. You know, yeah, I, I have, have more like, credit cards than I you. have like 12 credit cards <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the best of paying jobs at the time, you know, but for me, I think it took me a while to realize why, you know, for me, for me, it was like the reason I felt I needed or wanted these credit cards is I grew up poor. You know, and and when I was in college, you know, I joke around, I joke a lot about it, you know, but it's real. You know, I would tell people, you know, I I I lived off of, uh, you know, a twenty pound sack of rice, a ten pound sack of frijoles, uh, those Mauritian uh, uh, noodles, and uh, a big, you know, big box of uh, of uh, Lipton iced tea. You know that I would all this I would get at Costco. And that's what I would eat because that's all I can afford, you know. And I remember, you know, when I finally graduated, I was able to get all these credit cards. Uh, and I was like, I'm never, ever going to eat beans and rice every day. I'm never going to eat Marochian, you know, noodles every day because I didn't like how it felt, you know. So I had all these credit cards and then, you know, as unfortunately I tended to do, I would max them out and I would have to like take a whole year to pay everything down, you know, and I, and that happened, you know, you know, throughout my twenties and I finally, you know, it's like, I'm like, what the hell am I doing, man? I mean, I'm, I'm stunting my economic growth. I'm stunting my ability to travel, you know, because I'm having to pay off all these damn bills, you know, and, uh, but it took me, you know, into my, you know, into my late 20s to figure out, dude, just slow the roll with, you know, with these credit cards. And, uh, you know, because it did have a detrimental effect, even to this day, because I'm thinking in my 20s, instead of having all these paying off all these credit card debts, I could have been using that money to invest, you know, and, you know, I could have had a, you know, I could have had more money in my retirement accounts and in my investment accounts, you know, today, you know, but luckily, you know, I figured it out, you know, I figured it out the hard way, unfortunately, but I figured it out, you know, and, and that was part of that, that was, that, that's a, a cycle cycle for myself, you know, it's a, the financial aspect of, of getting these credit cards, putting myself in debt, paying it off, getting more credit cards, putting myself in debt, paying them off. You know, Ruben, I'm, I have the, very similar experience with credit cards. Twice it happened to me in my 20s, late 20s, uh, maybe early 30s I was finishing up. So, you know, I I guess I was smart enough to go through a credit card counseling um, program. Consolidation. Yeah, yeah consolidation program and uh, the automatic payments. So anyways, I did that once and I felt so good. And then I was walking a straight line for a while. And then again, you know, all credit cards offers and things, and they did it again. And I'm like, and then I was at the point where I'm like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and these credit cards are not going away. And I did it. I did what I, what worked the first time. I said, okay, I'll do it again. And when I finished that program, I promised myself never to do it again. And I've never done, I'm like debt free, you know, credit cards, no credit cards, you know, or I'm way responsible now. And, and. And my finances are in order. My financial house is in order. But that's exact same experience where I, I got stuck in that cycle cycle, right? It was slick. I did one thing thinking that I had control over it. And then I did it again. 
and luckily I broke the cycle. So that's one one great example. Um, just briefly, you know, we live in a capitalistic society here. That's like I'm not gonna get deep into capitalism, nothing like that, and commodities and anything. But you know, there's a difference between wanting nice things and being able to afford nice things. As a, in the in my twenties, one of the things that um, that I uh, wanted was really not a need or things that I wanted were nice things. And that's what got me in. I said, you know what? I want to get a computer. Or I want to lose this for my car or I want to get a new stereo or whatever it is. It was all material stuff that I ended up spending a lot of money on credit. And and I had to, like you said, slow the road and I had to take a step back because um, even I, and this sounds, this might come across as uh like Yan Chingon, like educated, you know, I have, have a great uh, understanding of capitalism and behavior, you know, that's my background in terms of um, historical perspectives and, and that stuff. But I caught myself at some point thinking, what the heck am I doing? Like, why am I putting myself in this weird uh, race against myself, trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? You know, trying to outdo my friends with the better shoes or nicer clothes or a, a new car or whatever it is and I'm living off credit and that's when I realized like I got sucked into the you know the, the behaviors that we as a society um, value I guess because we do live in a capitalistic society and I just wanted to kind of throw that out there that you have to be able to step back and kind of look around and figure out, okay, is this, do I need this? What's good for me? Not what's good for my friends or, or, you know, I don't care. I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. There's, there's no need for that because that's when you start altering your behavior. When you, when you think, you start thinking about, well, I want to be like them. Or I want to be like her, or I want the latest designer jeans. You know, that's another example. I, I just I wanted to share that perspective a little and bit. And I about. think part of it also, Raul, is uh, we're living in the here and now and only in the here and now. And we're not go. looking to the future. Like, you know, when, when I when I would mentor, uh, you know, the young, uh, young adult uh, Chicanos, uh, one of the things that I would attempt to teach them is about money. You know, because we're not taught about money in school. Uh, and like I said, I'm not going to get deep into it. But basically, this is the line that I that I always gave them, you know. And I always said, you know what? No matter what amount of money that you earn or you have or you make, you can afford anything that you want. And they would look at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, if you want, you can, you can go and get that Benzo if you want or that Beamer, you know, or, you know, those you know, those cool, you know, clothes and everything. Oh, and they would get all amped up. And like, the thing is, though, you only have, you know, a certain amount of money. And you have to budget that money. So if you want to get that brand new bling bling, you know, uh, that brand new, you know, Benzo, it's going to take a big chunk of your money, but you can afford it. But what are you going to have to leave out? You're going to have to leave out maybe eating better food, you're going to have to leave out maybe hanging out with your friends. You're going to leave out maybe having to live in a not-so-nice part of town, you know, but that's up to you. 
you know, or or you can get a, an O, you know, because do you really want to be the dude that has that 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 bomb ass car with those bomb ass rims, but you're still living in South Central, or do you want to be the person who's driving in their Toyota, saving up their money because they're gonna they're gonna buy a decent house, maybe not the nicest house, but they're going to buy a decent house in a really good part of town. Now, where do you want to be? You know, and once again, it's because I believe we've all basically been taught via the media uh, that it's just about the here and now, you know, and part of that psycho cycle is being uh, heavily influenced by media and now by social media you know, and having to, like you said, Raul, you know, keep up with the with this fictionary family called the Joneses. You know, but why? You know, they're 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 not they're not living your life. They're not putting food on your table. They're not clothing your kids. They're not taking. They're not they're not, they're not paying your kids a private school. You know, you're doing that. You know, but it takes an adult, you know, to begin to figure that out. And sometimes you have to reach a certain rock bottom, whether it's a financial rock bottom, whether it's a physical rock bottom, an emotional rock bottom, to unfortunately finally get that light bulb, you know, shining in, you know, on top of your head, like, oh man, I've been doing it all wrong. And now what do I need to do? One of my kids, my oldest one, we let him stay a little, he's a teenager already, so we give him a little bit of a later bedtime. You know, the other ones, they have to be in bed like by 9, 8.45, something like that. The other one, like 9.30, give him an extra. Sometimes we'll let him stay up to 10, but then he has a hard time waking up in the morning. So we tell him, okay, you know what? That's it. You can't stay up late anymore. No, please. No, 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 no. And so then he says, please let me stay up late one more time. And so we let him stay up late. And once again, he wakes up, gives us a hard time waking up. So then we say, okay, that's it. You can't, you know, you can't, you, you can't um, stay up late. And then he'll, he'll wake up like the first day. He's, I'm going to wake up every day on time. And then he could, so then he'll wake up like a whole week. So then we'll extend his bedtime. And then once again, he starts going, starts waking up late, you know? And it, it, then we're all like, okay, it looks like we can't, we can't let you. So you know and then after that we have to go to the point to take away his electronics you know and then then if he doesn't if he doesn't feel consequences he's going to keep doing it you know and so that that that's what we need to do you know so it's like a cycle so we we let him stay up late and he wakes up late so then we're okay we're revoking your your extended time you're going to go back to sleeping the, at the same time with like with your younger siblings you know and so it's just I mean, it's a little psycho, psycho, you know. But it is, but but you have control over it. Uh-huh. You way? have control over. It. I said you yeah. have control over. It. You're the parent. And yeah. You're willing, yeah. You're willing and, and actually, that's a yeah. good thing, though, because yeah. that's He's that's learning. a that's a good learning and and teaching moment right there, you know, because it's better that what's that old saying to snip it in the bud yeah. beforehand. So I mean, you're teaching them, you know, you're teaching your your eldest son that you you gain freedoms. Or you, or by being responsible, by being responsible. But uh, on the flip, on the flip side of that token, if you can't be responsible, then those freedoms that you just gained are going to be taken away. 
and, and extra that's, and, and that's re- yeah, yeah. And, and because that's the reality in life as well you know what I mean because just imagine me if you actually had to go to work and you had to be responsible for paying the bills and you couldn't wake up on time and you and and you couldn't get and you couldn't get to work on time what would happen yeah so well, his they, thinking they would, would they would fire me oh and what would happen if they would fire you you're not going to get a check well what do you have you can't get a check well you can't buy food you can't pay rent or mortgage or this and this and that yeah those are the consequences of me so this is why you know something as simple as just staying up an extra half hour we want you to stay up an extra half hour because you know we want to you know we want you to have that but it, but if you can't be responsible enough for yourself for this this tiny what's going to happen later on in life you know because there's that old saying you know the way you do one thing you do everything yeah you know and it's funny because he it gets he was trying to say like oh well just trying to trying to tell us like oh whether i stay up late or not I, I still have a hard time waking up. So it's like, like his thinking was He's like, manipulating you guys. Yeah, he, his, his thinking was like telling us like, I'm waking up late because that's the type of person I am, not because I'm staying late, you know? And we're like, okay, if that's how you're going to be, now we're going to start taking away um, privileges. Now you can't use your switch all day. You know, you can't use your electronics all day, you know? And, and so it's like, he's like, oh man, you go, it's not just, I, I don't have that extra privilege. Not privileges are being revoked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's learning the hard way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, but but look what he, what he said. That's because I'm. That's the kind of person I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, it's like as parents, we had to call our kids on that. It's like, no, you're not yeah. that kind of person. It's like uh-huh. you can't you can't say, oh, um, I'm a loser, and then that's why I, I behave. I be I hang hang around yeah. with a bunch of losers, and yeah. I do loser behavior. Like, right. I mean, that's a, another example of that. Well, it's well like, right now that you're saying right? about the loser behavior, you know, like gr- growing up where we grew up, like, you know, like th- th- there was a, 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 a person that I used to know that was from the neighborhood that he, he would go to jail for about like six, 18, six to 18 months or something. Then he'd come out, be out for about like another, like one year. Then he'd go back in for about another, like, and then I told him one time, we, one time I saw him at a party was, I, and I told him, this is a long time ago I, 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 before I even had thought about the cycle cycle. Went through my, I just told him, I go, hey, I go, are you ever going to break the cycle? And then he's just like, nah. And I thought that he didn't understood the question, you know, so I explained it to him. I go, so for the rest of your life, you're always just going to be in and out of jail, in and out of jail. He's a, yeah, I think so. And he was just happy with that. I mean, he was like, like just matter of fact saying it, you know, like, yeah, that's the way. Maybe, yeah, Cause maybe that, that was his, his only expectations in life. That's all he knew. Cause I, I have a similar situation uh, with uh, uh, someone that I know his, his situation was working for one year or two years. And then he would stop working for one year. And he would live off the fat of the government for for about a year, and then once the benefits ran out, he would start working again. Just in, long enough to get unemployed, huh? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, I mean, it, it was weird because this dude was a very likable. He he was a very likable person, and he was a really good hard worker. And when he worked, he excelled in whatever he did. But it was just in his mind, you know that. Okay, I've earned I've earned enough time to like not have to work for a year, and then he would take the year off, and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, you know, it's just like, and you know, 
life became harder for him, obviously, as, as you, he got you older. Know, and it's my, sad. My, my, my dad used to know this man that he, he, that, that, that he used to work with. A, that my dad worked with them in, in some company. And then the guy got hurt or something. And then he sued the company. And then he got some like disability or whatever. And my dad, he still kept in touch with them. Then later on, a few years later, um, his disability ran out and he was looking for another job. And then my dad was working at another company. He's like, oh, they're hiring here where I'm at, you know? And so then he's like, okay, you know, he knew how to work. My dad got him a job there. Sure enough, he did something. He got hurt. And then he went on disability again. And my dad told him, man, you're making my dad like he, my dad stopped talking to him. You know, he's uh, like, I went out on a limb for you, said that you're a good worker because he, he did know he, he, he did know he did have skills, but he was just lazy. You know, I mean, he, he's like, like, oh, I fell down. And, you know, and he just that was his psycho psycho, you know, just. And, and that's the thing like, you know, um, like, um, so this is going to take it a, a little bit to the left. You know, like my my wife and I, we talk about um, uh, how society is structured in a way where people of color are basically always on the bottom. You know, that's just the reality. You know, whether you look at the, the judicial aspect, the legislative aspect, the jure versus the facto, that's the reality. And we both understand because of these, the way the system is structured we as people of color have it a hell lot harder. And, and then I say, because I truly believe, you know, that, yeah, you know, I understand this is the way the society is, this way it's structured, it's structured to keep us down. But that doesn't mean that as individuals, we can't maneuver our way out of a situation to make better uh, life lives for ourselves. And, and I, and I, and I give her, I give her, her experience and our experience and my experience. I'm like, Hey, you know, we're, we both grew up poor and Brown. You know, we, we both grew up in the inner city. Um, we both grew up, you know, in quote unquote broken houses, you know, but we made decisions in our young adult life to go to college, to get an education because that was the path for us to get out of this cycle cycle of poverty for people of color in this nation. And, you know, we're doing what we love and we're helping our community and, you know, we're getting paid and, you know, uh, not getting paid extremely well because, you know, teachers don't get paid very well, but, but we're doing a hell lot better than our, than our parents did. And then our grandparents did. And it's, you know, I said, you know, we're, we're an exception to the rule because we made conscious decisions to get to maneuver our way out of the hood, out of El Barrio, you know, so we can do it, you know, but I also understand that there are social structures in place that keep us down as a group. We're kept down as individuals. We can find a way to get out I always um, tell folks, believe in yourself, right? You have to, have to love yourself um, and then believe in yourself, right? And some folks find that through religion. Some folks find that through, um, uh, you know, their friends, 
their family, whatever it may be, but you have to get to a point where you believe in yourself and who you are and that your life is worth everything. So you really have to build yourself up or surround yourself with, you know, church, friends, social groups, uh, reading, education, whatever it is, but you have to truly believe in who you are as a person and that your life matters and that your that you as a person have value and something to contribute to the better betterment of our society. Um, and that's going to help with um, self-esteem. That's going to help with building your own self up and having the courage to disconnect yourself with uh, friends or people who are going to bring you down. Having the courage to say, you know what? I know people who are in the psycho cycle or whatever psycho cycle level that is. I need to get out. I need to take a step. You know, I need to listen to the mentors. I need to find a mentor, right? I need to understand who I am in relation to the bigger society, Ruben, like you said. I understand, like, okay, I'm black. I'm brown. I'm yellow, whatever color you are. I'm a woman. I'm a male. And acknowledge it, and then you, you can't let that beat you down. You have to find the strength to say, okay, I am worthy. I am worthy of more. That's really just an initial step there that I want to share. One tiny step is to believe in yourself. So one thing that I want to share is like we were talking about earlier about, um, you know, credit card debt, the way that you pay it off and then you bring it up. And a lot of it has to do like that you, um, you consume more than you are supposed to, you know, you, you waste, you spend more than you make, than you earn, you know? Um, and you know what? Sometimes I know there are some people that legitimately, they just, they just don't make enough to make ends meet, you know, but there are some people that, that they do make enough to make ends meet, but their wasting is lavished, you know, the, it's outrageous. So try to flip it, you know, contribute more than you consume, you know, kind of like what um, Kennedy said, you know, um, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And, you know, it's like, um, like what, like what I said on the previous episode. Also, when you go to, when I go to campgrounds, I always tell my nephews and everything, you know what, we're going to leave this place better than how we found it. You know, we're going to pick up all the trash. And after we pick up all the trash that we brought in, we're going to walk around and pick up more trash that was already here before. You know, yeah, just try to um, flip the, flip it that way. Try to contribute more than what you consume. And I think that that's... Um, that's, that's nice, Javi, because it's like, I'm going to leave this planet or I'm going to leave this family better than what I, I came into it. That's, that's the way I see it. So that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the the salute, you know, what are the solutions to stopping the cycle? Cycle, how do you stop it? Uh, I think we all agree it begins with with the individual. It begins with you. It begins, it begins with you, compass out there. Um, remember that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Remember that, and. If the people that those five people that you spend the most time with 
if you see that they aren't doing so well in their lives, whether it's financial, emotional, uh, intellectual, uh, their family, or whatever it may be, then look at the mirror and see, does that reflect who you are? And then from there, ask yourself, is that okay with you? Is this what you were brought in the world to do, just to be this? Or do you want to be more? Do you want to be able to offer more to your loved ones? Um, yeah, you know, there is a reality called social stratification, you know, and there is a reality called racism and sexism. And yeah, unfortunately, if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, if you are gay or lesbian, uh, queer, bisexual, yeah, you're going to have it harder. That's just the, that's just the reality, unfortunately. And we're slowly making changes on there, but understanding that what can you do better yet? What are you willing to do? Cause we can all do anything, but what are you willing to do to make life better for yourself and make life better for your loved ones? And, uh, and after you think about that and you set up your plan, then you follow that plan. And I think guys, that's the hardest thing to do is follow through on knowing you know intellectually what you need to do but it's so hard to get over those emotional and psychological scars that we were talking about earlier um, and that's where you really need that friend or those friendships you know or you really need that positive uh, person in your family to help you through and if you don't have that or or you don't have it to the level that you need there's no shame in saying I need to, I need to get professional help. You know, there's nothing at all wrong with that. Cause that's what they're there for, you know, and maybe that'll help you along your path of breaking your own personal cycle cycle. You know, this is something that was really serious enough for us as, you know, as the three compas here to, to want to throw out there because we've seen the detrimental effects it has on people that we know and people that we love. Um, because this is what this podcast is all about is to talk about difficult topics that we don't usually talk about in the Brown community. And this is one of them. And the way that we learn, the way that we grow and the way that we hopefully can break these cycle cycles is by talking about them. So if you have ideas and thoughts or you want to talk about this stuff, send us an email, throw it, throw it out there, you know, and, uh, believe me, we do we, info at loscompaslounge.com. Correct. And, you know, believe me, we do read everything that you guys send us and, um, we try to respond as soon as we can because uh, this is not just a podcast, you know, this is, this is our lounge. This is our family right here, you know, and, and we want to expand the lounge, you know, the family to, to more compas out there. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review. It really means a lot and it would really help out this podcast. We invite you to visit us at loscompaslounge.com to share your ideas and suggest topics for future episodes. 
until next time, compas, be proud and be brown. That's right. Be safe. Till next time. <laughs>